Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Different, daring to be different once again. Oh my gosh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. It's our guest. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Yes, hi, my name is Tibia Morris, and I am author, speaker, and purpose emerger. Um, I am from Rome, Georgia, a little small town outside of Atlanta, Georgia, northwest of Atlanta, Georgia where I was born and raised. I've been in Atlanta about uh, six years now, and I'm truly enjoying it. During my day time of movement, um, I am a corporate trainer, which I work for a tech software company. But um, my passion and my purpose um, more so is writing and speaking, which those are two things that, that go hand in hand and that comes naturally to me. Wow, amazing, amazing. Um, so tell me, I mean, how did you get started, though? How how did that all begin? How did you know what you wanted to do? Well, to be honest with you, I, I've always been a writer, and I wrote in, in elementary school. I would write. I would write poems. The speaking part, I did not know that that was my purpose. It took me a minute to find that that whole journey and path, um, and because it, it was like an epiphany that I had, a light bulb that went off, because I was searching aimlessly for my purpose and was trying to find it, asking people, taking, doing all sorts of things to to help me pinpoint what my purpose was. Okay. And it wasn't until I got still and God brought this whole vision back to me as I was growing up as a little child, a little girl. Um, out in the country, uh, as they call it in Rome, the country in the county area of Rome, um, imagining myself standing on my porch with a desk-like type podium and with a cup of water and a little bitty Bible. And I dreamed I was just actually, I actually envisioned myself and my me speaking to a crowd of people. Um, and the trees were only people that I had to speak to because my sisters at the time, they didn't want to be my audience. So <laughs> I had to use what was out there, which was nature itself. And so that's how my my purpose and, and my passion collided. That's when it really collided. But it took me um, 37, 38 years for me to catch up to it and actually find it. Now, you are an author. And you're author yes. of the two books, Say I Do to Greatness, 10 Steps for Locating Inspiration, Finding Your Passion and Establishing Your Influence, and uh, Sleeping Ain't Easy, How Saying I Do to Weight Loss Surgery Changed Your Life, which it says changed my life, but I'm saying it's your life. Um, tell me about writing those books and, and what did it take to put that down on paper? Well, the Sleeping Ain't Easy, with the Sleeping Ain't Easy, um, what prompted me to write this book is I, I know I don't know if everyone know or you know, but Miss um, Tammy Rowan from the Basketball Wives, 
she made a video on Instagram and pretty much um, low-rated those who had the surgery and said some kind of harsh words to the weight loss community, those people who have had the surgery. And I hear it all the time. People would tell me, oh, I want to do it the real way. Or um, people will say, people have this notion that we took the easy way out. And it was by far no means the easy way out. So I really wanted to educate people um, about the gastric sleeve and about the process and pretty much letting them know that it ain't easy. <laughs> It's not an easy lifestyle, as people think. It's not. So what was it like? For me, becoming, getting to the point, it was basically being a food addict and mm-hmm. being addicted to food. That was the starting point for me um, of, of of my obesity. And... Going through this surgery, there's a chapter in my book called Nightmare on Lion King Street. Mm. And Nightmare on Lion King Street was my turning point of when I made the decision of me um, taking this option or going in this direction. It's because Mm. I had to travel miles, hundreds of miles to Philadelphia to see the theater play Lion King on, on and and the theater, um, the play, and I get there. Um, I, at the time, I was running about three hundred and eighty-five pounds, and had to climb stairs to get to the seat. And then when I got to the seat, I, I began to have an inner meltdown because I knew I was going to be too big for the seat, and mm-hmm. I was, and I sat uncomfortable for three plus hours uncomfortable, very uncomfortable, um, between, beside my then husband and another person. I was in the middle. And that was my turning point. Um, that was my breaking point because I never wanted to feel that way. I never wanted to be in that position ever again. And so that was my turning point for choosing the option of doing the gastric sleeve. Wow. Now, how how hard was it? Because you're saying, I mean, you know, most people will say, oh, I want to do it the real way. But a lot of times it's like, what do you mean the real way? I I, I, don't, I don't understand the real way. I mean, it's, it's like some people just don't have that option and they need to get it off right away. And so that is a real way of doing it. Right. And, and when they say the real way, they're meaning without any medical assistance, without um, going the surgery route, they feel like that that is not you didn't choose to discipline yourself with food, you didn't um, choose to eat better, work out, and not knowing that there's people who are morally obese like I was who have tried that. Um, when you come from childhood obesity, it tends to and and, and then you had child trauma on top of that it tends to be a little bit harder to to do it quote unquote the real way as they as many people uh call the real way um mm-hmm. but you have to go inwardly to really assess 
how did you, how did I get there? And that's what I had to do. How did I get there? Chibria, how did you balloon to 401 pounds? Because I was 401 pounds at one point. How did, what took, what took me there? And I had mm-hmm. to go back and peel back the layers, go to those uncomfortable places that I didn't want to go, and to those places that I thought I was okay with and in, and really mm-hmm. assess this is why I spiraled, and this is how my life spiraled out of control with food, my my love affair, my obsession with food. Um, that's where it all lied. Mm. So what was it? I mean, okay, so now you, we're talking about the book. We're talking about, you know, to promote your um, Sleeving Ain't Easy. Tell me, what do you mean by Sleeving Ain't Easy? What was it like? I mean, was it hard or was it as easy as most people think it is? Or, or what, what, what were you, some of your experiences after the surgery? It was hard because it, it's all a mental thing. It was what was hard for me was um, – the beginning stages was I was okay with um, because you have to go through a process of on just liquids for two weeks. Ooh. And and then after you come off that liquid, you go to puree food. You're not, it's not like you have the surgeon, you can go back to eating solid foods. No, it's, it's a process. There's four phases. And in my book, I do um, – Talk about each stage, each phase that you have to actually go through um, after the surgery. Um, Mm -hmm. You have to change how you see food. And after you are taking off those restrictions, you have to be very careful because you can gain the weight back. And that's what people don't talk about, too, is that you can you can gain the weight back. So it, what was hard for me is after I had it, instead of me losing, I was gaining. And I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? I just went and laid my body on the table for 45 mm. minutes to change my life. But instead of me losing, I lost a few, but then I was gaining it. I ended up gaining. I'm like, what is the problem? So my doctor told me what the problem was, pulled me off of it. I got a trainer, and I began to feed my body three times um, every three hours because when you're coming off of your coming out of surgery, you can only eat, um, you know, your medicine cups, which you get when you mm-hmm. when you take your like let's say you go to the store, you get some Nyquil, the little medicine cups. That's about mm-hmm. how much food that you could intake coming mm. out of surgery. And so you it's all a mind thing, and you have to program how you see food and divorce the bad foods that got you to where you were, to where you previously were. Um, the hardest thing with me during this time is, is that I went through a divorce after, like literally a few months after my surgery. And if it had not been for me going through this surgery, I would have ballooned back up to 401 pounds. But because mm. I could not eat as much, I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't channel those emotions to food any longer because my new stomach wouldn't allow me to. So th- there were some challenges um, with, with the surgery emotionally but not physically. And that's what people don't realize, too. There's emotional challenges with this, too, because 
what you see in the mirror sometimes doesn't reflect back what your mind or what you feel like you want to see. Mm-hmm. And so that is a challenge. That is the biggest challenge is the emotional uh, effects of the surgery. Hmm. Well, well, that is that is a that is something else. I mean, it never. I mean, then that that's got to be harder than doing it the the traditional way. I I mean, I don't know what how to put it. I mean, any which way you lose weight, you lose weight. But traditionally speaking, you know, most people can go out and and just gradually start to change your life and lose weight. But you went under the knife now. Let me ask you, you know, your system, it says here that overcoming your addiction to food and emotional eating and shedding relationships, old belief systems, toxic thoughts. Tell me, I mean, toxic thoughts? You mean to tell me that that has something to do with with overcoming this entire thing as well? Well, as far as in, are you saying the with relationships and... Right, with, with, Your, the, with the weight and with the food and with just mm-hmm. believing. I I think it's, it's hard to overcome any addiction, but with food it's even harder because when you grew up as, I, like myself, I grew up with my grandmother being, like, cooking. And we, I'm, I'm in the South, so grandparents, grandmothers cooked and you ate, I ate to my heart was content. And a lot, um, with the food addiction, it does play a part in so many areas of your life that where it stops you from having healthy relationships, having um, productive and a productive life because mm-hmm. of the the extra weight. Mm. Wow. And that's well, where I've seen myself, um, where it had stopped me. My husband was my, my ex-husband was my first boyfriend, and he was my mm-hmm. first husband. And so because he loved me at 375 pounds when he met me, um, I got comfortable and I gained the weight back. And, and you know, people don't realize, too, that, People who are morbidly obese and they're married after they have the surgery, the divorce mm-hmm. rate within within that is very high, very significant, mm-hmm. because the other person can't handle the transition of that of the of the person that that person is becoming now, because they're becoming mm-hmm. more self confident. Their confidence mm-hmm. is through the roof. Their self esteem is through the roof, and they can't handle it. So. The divorce rate and relationship, like if you go into a relationship with having this and you talked about it, they seem like they're cool, but after a while it begins to fade out. Um, I do discuss that in my book, too, how the divorce rate is high amongst um, bariatric patients. Mm. I had no idea. Mm Wow. Wow. So, okay, so... All this to say that I think going under the knife is more of a dramatic, it puts a, a really big toll on the body and the mind and everyone around you. It does, but it saves lives. 
mm-hmm. um, when you're when you are when you are that significantly overweight, and I was on blood pressure pills, um, I got tired of taking pills, and not only that, it it helped with those with people that are diabetics. Mm-hmm. So, and and it there is more pros than cons with it. Um, yes, it does seem like it's it's a lot of negative side to it, mm-hmm. but how it changed my life is it it placed me even more farther in my journey of my purpose because okay. now I'm allowed to reach back and help someone else who, like me, was I was dead set, dead set against not having the surgery dead set against it for years and years and years and years. Because I, I told myself, I said, if God meant for me to have a half a stomach, he would have given me a half a stomach. <laughs> and that's how I looked at it. Mm-hmm. And okay. after that, after having that experience in Philadelphia at that play, that was my turning point. And mm-hmm. there's people out there like me who are, who are afraid, because I was just simply afraid mm-hmm. of of going under uh-huh. and some people there are, there are cases where some people they do have it and they're really, there's more, more success cases than there are um, negative cases with, with mm-hmm. this particular surgery. Um, there are mm-hmm. seven options out there that people don't know. There's seven types of weight loss surgeries out there. And this is the particular one that I felt that I prayed about. I, uh-huh discussed with my then husband and we felt like this was the best option and turned out it was. I haven't had my only regret was not doing it soon enough. Mhm. Wow. Wow. Well I, I wanna thank you for being on the show. You know, um for all those people that are going through this this ups and downs, the weight loss and and all the criticism and then going through the surgery, what what kind of advice do you give them? Uh, since you've already been there and done that? Listen to yourself. Do it for you, number one. Do it for you. Um, Talk to people that have had Mm -hmm. the surgery. That's what I did. I talked to multiple people who had gastric bypass. I talked to people who had the gastric sleeve. I talked to people who've had the lap band. And talk to people that have been through it. Um, there are I have people that are connected to me now that they actually chose the option because of me, and they are they said that they 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 are living the life that they've always wanted to live now and so with with that, I would suggest people to do it for themselves, do your research, and choose the best option for you. And know that there are people and support systems out there that are willing to help you have a good support system. And I did have that around me. Um, Make sure you have someone who is not going to be jealous of you once you have that surgery and they don't want to be your friend anymore. Make sure that your friends are going to, um, that whoever you decide to tell that this is the option you're going to go with, make sure that they're going to support you. Because there have been people who've told people that they were going to have this option and they discouraged them. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, I feel like you need a good support system around you. So that's what I would suggest to people. Um, do your research, get a good support system, and 
make the best decision for yourself, first of all. Um, this mm-hmm. gave me my life back, and that's what I would suggest to people. Hmm. Wow. And it gave you your life back. It gave me my life. It gave me the life that I never thought I would have. Never. I've never, the size that I'm at now, I I've, I grew up wearing, in middle school, wearing my mother's clothes. And now here I am, 40, and wearing and feeling confident and wearing clothes that I desire to wear now. Um, do I have some ways to go? Yes, I do. I have about 60, 70 more pounds I want to lose. Mm-hmm. But um, it did. It, it gave me a life that I did not think that I would I would ever see, especially taking that first airplane ride. That was my dream, and I and I actually took it. Mm. Wow. And now that you are uh, on your journey, your life, how is that now? My life is, it's amazing. Um, even after the divorce, I, I've, I found who I was. It, it allowed me to no longer allow obesity to, obesity to define me. And I took my, I took my power back from obesity. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how it changed my It gave me my voice that I knew that I had, but I mm-hmm. never used it because of the obesity. And right. that, that, that's the whole soul difference. My purpose lied. In, my purpose lied within the obesity. And now that I've, I've freed myself from it, I can go help free someone else. Wow. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show. Where can people reach you? People can find me on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Tibria, T-I-B as in boy, E-R-I-A, Morris. You can find me there. Also, the book can be purchased in as Kindle download and also in paperback at Amazon.com. And that's where you can find me. And I'm also on Snapchat as Tibria, T-I-B-E-R-I-A Morris as well. Awesome. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we got that down because it's important that we have support. And for one another, you know, it's so many different people out there shaming. What's that called? Shaming? Um, mm-hmm. I, I really personally, um, I, I don't like that mm-hmm. because, you know, I was talking to somebody today, and they were saying how in her school there were people saying, you know, because she, she's, she she's a white lady, and she dated black guys. And she says, I dated mm-hmm. all color guys. I don't care. She says, she doesn't care, you know. She said, but there are people right. in her school that were prejudiced, but now they're having their class reunion. And guess what? Those same prejudiced people, guess who they're married to? Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah, black people or white people. And Absolutely. it's like, you know, you can't, you, you don't know where you're going to be in life. She says, I don't even want to go to my class reunion. Those hypocrites. Right. It really does That's turn it. people off. It does. It does. No. And and people don't realize that the um, obese people get, they already have a hard time with themselves. And then the looks, the stares, the the all of that 
makes them makes them feel like they're not even human. And mm-hmm. there were times where I thought about killing myself. So you know, mm-hmm. it, it it does it does affect it does affect affect you in so many ways. And people don't realize what people are going through mentally and inwardly. Um, where some people they they have a smile on their face like myself, but quiet inwardly. And that was my life and, until I had to make the decision to go within and, and say, I'm going to take back control over my life. This is not going to define who I am. Right. Wow. Well, Tibria, thank you again so much for being on the show. Thank you for coming on. Sorry we had a few connection issues in the beginning because I kind of, I kind of figured that's why I asked you, can you hear me? Because it just didn't sound right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but definitely – you know, thank you so much, and wow, thank you for uh, going through what you went through. Goodness gracious, girlfriend. You keep going, though. I tell you, you keep thank going. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you so much for this here. opportunity. Oh, the, I mean, you know, again, this is this is such a pleasure to have you on the show, such a pleasure to see that you're progressing. Um, it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. Thank I'm you. so happy for you. Most, most of all, I'm happy for you that you are still here and not listening to the people who are very insecure in their own right to, you know, to put you down the way you they did. Mhm. Mhm. And so don't Absolutely. listen to them. Amen. Amen. Don't listen. So I'm gonna go ahead and put up your link, and and let everybody, you guys know how it works. Go ahead and copy and paste this link into your browser. And then you go ahead and go to her page, support, 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 right below our interview. Thank you again so much, Chibria. Thank you so much, Yaya. Yes, you did. did. Oh, I'm getting better. (laughs) I'm going to mess up now, watch. I'm going to mess up. (laughs) Chibria, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you, love. All right. Bye. Wow, Tibria is amazing. She's gone through an amazing journey, um, and she's still, you know, she's 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 a, a trailblazer and definitely a leader. And I wanna I wanna say that getting on the positive side of life is amazing. Once you get there, she is now on the positive side of her life. She's moving forward. TibriaMorris.com. That's T I B is in boy E R I A M as in Mary, O-R-R-I-S.com, TibriaMorris.com. Go to our page, support, support, support. I'm telling you, wow. Well, we have a lot of work to do here on Dream Chasers Radio. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and for bearing with me on the audio that we had issues with earlier. We're going to go ahead and call it a day. And I say always, always remember how special you are and how important you are in this thing called life. Keep it going. And if you need to talk to somebody, please reach out and talk to someone that you can trust. And if you don't have someone you can trust, then you need to go ahead and give a call to someone that, like a a counselor or somebody. You know, it's so funny because a lot of people don't trust counselors. They do not trust counselors. They don't trust them. They don't trust, and they don't trust the people in their lives. A lot of times what we need to do is to write it all down before we do anything about it and go over it. Why do you feel this way? Why is this like this? Who told you that? Basically, we have to 
we have to clear our own minds sometimes, and then we can go ahead and reach out to somebody else. I want to let you know that Dream Chasers Radio is is the reason why I'm still here. I, too, was depressed for eight years, and you guys know the story. Dream Chasers Radio pulled me out of depression, and I hope that it can do the same for you. So if you know someone who's depressed, send them this show, okay? Send them this show. Share this show on your page, and go ahead and comment, and go ahead and go to Facebook. Join us on Facebook. Like our page. Join us on YouTube. Like our page on Spotify, on iTunes. Give us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you feel about this show. Ten years of of broadcasting interviews from people like people, just people across the board, you know, anybody, anybody with a story of success. That's what we're looking to do, successful stories. And if you don't have one, I guarantee you when you start listening to this show, you're going to want to go ahead and go for your dreams as well. Again, thank you again so much for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. This has been another edition with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. You've been listening to us on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in North Port Florida, as well as Bomb Baby Radio in New York City, the Dream Chasers Radio Network, and all of the Caribbean. Thank you again so much for tuning in. May 1st, hey, May 1st, you guys know what's going to happen May 1st. Our TV station launches on Roku. It's the Yaya Diamond's Dream Chasers TV Don't forget to tune in. And until next time, guys, don't forget to what? Dare to be different. Mm -hmm.